mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's Candace and Kayla and we are directionally challenged. Yeah, we really thought we'd have like everything figured out by the time we're in our 30s. And we don't. We just absolutely don't. Nope. But we're trying to get better. <laughs> we are. We're really trying to educate ourselves episode by episode. And we just want to give you guys a heads up. We have a great episode for you today. But in case you have little ones in the car, you might want to save this episode for um, another time. Or you're just going to have to put on some earmuffs or some noise canceling headphones because it might get a little uncomfortable. We are going to be talking about sex and things of an explicit nature. It's a really beautiful conversation about female sexuality. We have uh, these great guests on that we're going to tell you all about. We have the amazing ladies 
of the Clit Talk podcast on. We have Katie, we have Sugar, and we have Lindsay. And um, Clit Talk is a pleasure positive podcast where badass women discuss everything from orgasms to gender harmony to the health benefits of masturbation. Yes, I just said it. Get ready because there's a lot more where that came from. Basically, their mission is to empower all to live a life guided by pleasure. They say harmony arises as we educate to empower all to live a life guided by pleasure. This is the sex ed you wish you got and then some. We really thought when we started this podcast that we were going to talk about sex all the time. <laughs> um, we, if you go back to our very first opening, like little teaser for this podcast, we had to cut out the amount of times we kept saying sex. And Mel was looking at us like, what is wrong with you guys? Like we, for some reason, thought we were liberated by just saying the word. Yes. And we were not. Um, <laughs> but you know who does talk about sex on their podcast? The women of Clit Talk. Uh, we were so excited. We were able to be guests on their podcast uh, last week, which they've also released this week if you want to go over and check that out. Um, and we realized just from sitting down and talking to them, oh, no, there is a whole other level of comfortability of talking about sex. Because even though we had our episode where we sat down with adult film star Tanya Tate, we actually ended up talking about fertility. Mm-hmm. We also had an episode with Alicia Sinclair, who owns her own sex toy company. And then we did the Wild Woman Experience with Rachel Pringle, which was fascinating. Mel, you did that with us as well. That was a journey. And the ladies of Clit Talk did that as well. So that's about as far as we went sexually. Yeah, we've like, you know, we still blush when we say the word sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're just going to jump right into... <laughs> We can't even talk about it now. <laughs> we're introducing the episode and we're having such a hard time about saying the word. Uh, yeah, we jump right into talking about pussies and <laughs> masturbation and we shouldn't feel uncomfortable. This is the whole point. This mm-hmm. is why we wanted to have this episode. These women have really just opened us up from being on their podcast that why can't we be that fluid in our conversation about sexuality. And we talk about everything else. If we can personally as friends talk about like money and Mm. um, marriage and lifestyle, like in our livelihoods and the stresses of parenting, then why can't we talk about our sexuality and our relationships with ourselves with each other as well? And sex is a huge part of life. And I think it's just a part of life that we don't discuss and don't acknowledge really. And so this is our part of our journey. And we hope you guys are going to join us on it without further ado here is our amazing conversation with the ladies of clit talk and here we are with the ladies of clit talk jumping right into it with some pussy flashing (laughs) you did it yeah it was totally you know that's how we got to kick off the clit talk talk is uh me climbing over all these microphone stands in a dress i mean you did decide to wear a dress today on purpose i I did you know just subconsciously she just wanted to pussy flash us (laughs) (laughs) well ladies can you please introduce yourself so our audience can hear your voices and then be able to know your names. Sure. I'm Katie and um, I'm one of the hosts of Clit Talk. <laughs> I'm a nurse and a mom, a new mom. I have a six-month-old at home. And uh, I started Clit Talk because these girls were giving me shit for never masturbating. So <laughs> Clit Talk true. has been a, a sex journey for She's me. She's really uptight. <laughs> I was. I'm, I'm much more relaxed so now. So much more relaxed. <laughs> Which we will definitely get into yeah. throughout the rest of this call. We will definitely get into that. <laughs> um, I'm Lindsay. I'm, a, I'm also one of the hosts of Clit Talk. Oh, I just clapped for myself. And um, <laughs> um, I'm a professional singer during the day, podcaster by night, and 
Um, I started on this journey with clit talk because I did masturbate, <laughs> but um, for me, a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, but for me, it was really a self discovery of you know, where do I land on the monogamy scale? Where do I land on the hetero homosexual scale? I really got to experiment with all those things. I started the show in a monogamous heterosexual relationship and I've done everything since. And now I'm kind of newly single. And, um, and if for people who have listened to the show, they know that that was because like, I want children. So that's been kind of my through line and story of the show. Yeah. Wow. We're definitely gonna get into that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm sugar. I'm the youngest on the show. She, she always has to, to say, say that. that. They were not to say that, that much younger. <laughs> She's about ten so. years younger than me. I'm coming on the cusp of my 26th birthday here. Uh, Wait, I, really? I am. Yeah. My we birth- only have people that are in their 30s on the show. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, You're you have to leave. Out. Oh, you have to leave. Oh, see, you shouldn't have said your age. Bye. <laughs> You're such a bitch. I love you. I love you. I love it. No, sir, that's what turns me on the most about you, Lindsay. Uh, So I am sugar, and I got married when I was 23, and I started in a monogamous heterosexual relationship, and my husband and I now are leaders in what I'll call umbrella term, the polyamorous community. We aren't technically poly. Uh, there's a lot of specifics to that, which we can go into, uh, but we are what we call a committed non-monogamous relationship. That's all about building friendships with people. And I always tell people, it's so funny now, there's nothing wrong if I text my guy friends, <laughs> whereas before it's like, who are you texting? Right. <laughs> uh, and there's so, so, there's so much freedom. And that's really what I got out of Clit Talk is my own sexual freedom. And what that's manifested in my life is literally absurd. Uh, and you know, why I do clit talk is for that, for people to come into a sexual awakening, to really experience their desires in reality right here, right now. And I was, uh, this podcast started out of my bachelorette party. It, It started as an idea. I was given a book as a present called Pussy, a Reclamation. By Regina Thomas Hour. Yep. Mama Gina. Life changing. Every other woman there gave me lingerie, except this one woman who's a fellow clit talk cast member. Eve. Yep. yep. And that just opened up a conversation. You know, Lindsay's like, we should have a show called Clit Talk. And then, you know, here we are almost three years later, um, about to release episode 100. And it's just amazing to have been on this journey with my fellow sisters and, you know, to be activists for each other's lives. And we're all so fucking different. Am I allowed to say the F word? (laughs) Everyone always asks us we tape these so early in the morning and they're like, wait, it's before noon. Can I say fuck on this microphone? Can I curse? Are we allowed to talk about this? It's like daytime television. (laughs) I totally left out that I'm in marketing and business development uh, and technology. My husband has an energy company and uh, I'm building a pleasure positive event production company. So stay tuned. Wow. Did you, were you always comfortable talking about sex and your sexuality before starting this podcast? I never talked about it. I actually didn't ever realize how much I didn't enjoy sex and how disconnected I was. So this has been truly revolutionary and life-changing for me doing this show. Now, Katie, you grew up in a religious atmosphere, correct? Right. Um, Do you feel like that had a huge, that was a huge factor? I do think so. Um, So 
what's not PC about me is I've always been really into anal. I'm like the house anal sex. We call her the anal sex ninja. Um, ninja. <laughs> and it stems from my background of being afraid to get pregnant. And, you know, everyone I knew did that to prevent that kind of stuff. So luckily I just saving their virginity as well in a way or no? I don't was think it, I don't think that was really it. It was more, I was always afraid to, that I would be prematurely pregnant. Um, so is that, is that like God fearing or is that your parents that you were afraid that made you afraid to get pregnant? My sister got pregnant when she was 16 and mm-hmm. so did my mom. And it was really a more, um, hereditary thing. I think for me, I didn't want to carry on that, uh, because I, I saw the impact that it had on their lives. So I'm th- going to be 36 this year. And it actually took me doing this show to get over my fear of having children. And it's really been the most, um, the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I was so fearful. And it wasn't until I started learning how to connect with my pussy that I, and actually talk about it and embrace that word. Even saying it now is <laughs> a challenge for me. But it's so important and it's not a bad word and clit is not a bad word. And um, and my body isn't dirty or gross and, you know, being in touch with yourself isn't bad. So um, it's really been... I mean, my husband is super happy. (laughs) (laughs) And and overall, it's made me more creative. You know, I'm a screenwriter and I have a episodic series based on my experience that I'm pitching right now. And it's, it's been creatively exploded, explosive as well. So can you take us through that journey of like the, the, the decision you made, the time you made the decision to like embrace your sexuality? Cause that's a huge life change, right? When did I do it? moment? (sighs) I feel like one of the really big turning points for you was the 12 days of masturbation. That was a huge turning point. That was when I really had a masturbation practice. We um, came up with 12 days of masturbation to really develop a, a self-pleasure practice and offer it to our audience. And um, we made videos with a lot of the guests who had come on our show who were hugely inspiring. Um, but it was really – the turning point for me was reading – th- reading the book, Pussy a Reclamation, mm-hmm. like taking that time to really – I I wish I could remember a passage from the book right now, but it completely opened me up in a way that I never, I didn't even know it was an issue like, for me. Literally and emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> like blasted me open. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I didn't even realize I was missing anything from this part of my life until I read Pussy a Reclamation. And then we were doing the show. We we were a book club and mm-hmm. we were just talking about things. And I think I um I started crying on one of our book club calls. We would call it on a them? conference call. I mean I think I cry <laughs> on maybe all of them, but there was one particular time where I real where I admitted that I never that I didn't ever really enjoy being with myself. Mm-hmm or in any kind of intimate, like vulnerable uh, situation. It was almost painful for me. It was painful for me. It was uncomfortable. And I didn't know why, because nothing bad had ever happened to me. So um, there was really no reason for it other than uh, my own placement that it was bad. Sex was bad. Yeah, you said not enjoy sex. Like you actually didn't enjoy it. It didn't feel good. No. And I also wanted to add, you were dealing with... Uh, a lot of 
pain in your sacral area and your oh, lower yeah. back. Physical I, pain. Physical pain. So mm-hmm. that that was another thing. So there were two years of injuries. I started with, uh, I fractured my foot and then I had two herniated discs, a kidney stone. This was all on my left side, which is your feminine side. And then I had a concussion and I hit the left side of my head. And that was when we recorded our first show that night before that happened. And that was really the turning point for me. Yeah. When I when I read this book and she talks about your feminine and masculine sides and I was really pushing through with masculine, like work and was always in the forefront for me. Mm-hmm. My career and my marriage and my relationship with myself, like all that stuff, like if I had time for it, I'd get to it, but I was I really wanted my was focused on my career and if I was in pain, I wouldn't pay any attention to it. So I wasn't listening to my body. So in reading this book, I really realized that I was doing that. And I didn't really, you know, so it's been a unraveling of sorts over those last three years of doing this show. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay, you said you were in a relationship at the start of yeah. the show yeah. and and came through a lot of revelations of deciding then. So I, yeah, it was an interesting, and it, it, it was interesting that this was like coinciding with like the experience of clip talk. So yeah, when I started, I was with, in a relation, he's was on the show and everyone knows him. His name is Matt. We were together for like three and a half years living together. He had children. So I really took on the role of stepmom for his kids. And that was a big part of things. And then, you know, along the side of he really wanted to try a non-monogamous relationship. And the way that we kind of went into it, I don't think is the healthiest way to do it. Which and is, how'd you go into it? Ooh, I've never shared this. Oh. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. That's why we do the show, right? To share our lives. Um, he was unfaithful. And then um, basically was like, you know, I think I, I need this. Like, I don't think I can be in a fully monogamous relationship. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm an open-minded person. Like, let's try this. It was a communication. We, we worked through the infidelity completely and got that totally complete. And then we tried it and, you know, there were pros and cons to it. It didn't work for me with him because of the type of partner he was. He didn't, I really didn't feel like he cared to my needs. And like if you brought someone yeah, into the yeah, bedroom. Yeah. Um, and we actually were like dating a girl at one point and then she was more into me and then that got weird <laughs> was it did you only experiment with women no so you had men in the relationship as well yeah what was the difference between the two well normally it was either like another couple or or yeah or a woman typically <laughs> but it didn't work it didn't work that wasn't the the final thing that ended the relationship but i'm still you know for sugar she's found this really works for her i'm still i'm i'm kind of in the middle i think maybe with the right person, but I think long-term for me, I'm more monogamous, <laughs> but I don't regret it. I'm glad that I tried it and I'm glad that I experimented with it and I have no regrets. And there were some really beautiful moments and there were some really hard moments. So it's definitely not the easiest way to do things, but it can be, I can see how it can be a really rewarding way of doing things. We ultimately broke up because he didn't, he changed his mind about wanting to have more children. I want to have kids. So yeah. Yeah. Big life factor. Yes. Kind of a deal breaker. (laughs) And Joker, considering that you're the youngest one, I'm surprised because you're the one who like has all this knowledge and is like wisdom. And it sounds as if you've been like living a very open sexual life for years. But is that is that true? Or has this kind of become um, more of a blossoming lifestyle since you started the podcast? 
so happy you asked that. So I've been a little uh-huh. slut since like I was four years old and discovered this life-size teddy bear and then got in trouble for humping it, you know, and then eight years old discovering jacuzzi jets and I was addicted. Um, I grew up in Calabasas. So we had, you know, a pretty epic, like three acre property, big pool and jacuzzi. So I could sneak away from mom and dad and like easily, I knew how to work the jacuzzi. Were you actually eight years old? Yeah, I was. Wow. And this just persisted. Wait, when obviously, you started you know. masturbating? Yep. Well, just, I started when I was like four. Yeah. Right. All these girls remember when they started masturbating. I don't have any. It's so memorable. It's very memorable. It's so memorable. You find that jet in the hot tub and it's over. You know, and and it's like the jet's so insane because it 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 if you don't know where your clit is, don't worry, the jet does. <laughs> It'll take care of everything. It'll what, take care of everything. What, at what age did you use, lose your virginity? So I lost my virginity to my high school sweetheart, who uh, I was at the end of ninth grade going into 10th grade, and we lost our virginities together. Super exciting. Uh, <laughs> I was <laughs> one more interesting uh, piece of evidence about um, me being a slut. And by the way, when I say slut, like that is one of my favorite words, and I own it. It is not a bad word. Like I will shout it from the top of of a skyscraper because uh, no one will be able to hear me up there. <laughs> no. So when I was in eighth grade, I, everyone was given a nickname with the first letter of their first name and uh, the first two letters of their last name. So, you know, it was, it was S ho. And, uh, and then, <laughs> and then over the years, people got creative and they started calling me S slut. And I had my first threesome with my high school sweetheart with, I'll never forget her. When my high school boyfriend and I broke up, I definitely banged a lot. You know, I got it. I got it out of my system. A uh, lot of notches on the belt, a lot of sexual experiences. Uh, a lot of people know their number. Do you know your number? <laughs> There's no way to know. Absolutely are not. We, are we talking in the thousands? Well, I can't. <laughs> oh my God. Jeez, no, we're not. Under 100, over 50. Okay. Okay. So that being said, I can, prior to my uh, being in my relationship with my husband, 95% of the people I slept with, I didn't want to. Hmm. And that's a huge reason why I do this show is because I, what I have found is that we as women, I won't speak for men. Uh, but this does ha- what we do does have an impact on them. Do not know what we want because we are not taught to think what do we want, mm-hmm. and we are definitely not taught about how to pleasure ourselves. We're taught, you know, how to avoid getting STDs, how to avoid getting mm-hmm. pregnant, and there's a lot of shame in that conversation, a lot of stigma, yeah. and just overall lack of education. You know, we call it, that's our sex ed in this country, and we're about pleasure ed, you know, pleasure education. So of course we don't know what we want. If we don't know what we want, we can't ask for what we need. And now we have over 50% divorce rate. Hmm. I'm not saying non-monogamy is the way over monogamy, but I'm saying the way is we need to figure out what the fuck we want because we are driving the world kind of crazy. Um, So in figuring out what I wanted, that gave me so much access to be a powerful communicator to, you know, create a safe space for others. You joked about me having like all this wisdom and just all I can say is just because I really recognized and started listening. What, what do I want? And having those conversations with my pussy, which at first she wouldn't talk back to me. And Regina Thomas shower has an exercise in the first couple chapters about communicating with your pussy and, you know, ask her, what does she want to wear? Ask her, which job does she want to take? And if she doesn't respond right away, that'll show you how out of touch you are. And at first I couldn't hear her response, her, my pussy. And, but with time, that voice becomes who we are. 
And so I don't even at this point have to ask, hey, pussy, what do you want to wear today? It just, she is me. And that has been, as, as Katie mentioned, what has shown up in our lives, there is a direct correlation to having this conversation, to having this conversation of who are we as women and what do we want and reconnecting with our pussies and reclaiming. That's called pussy reclamation, you know, and our entire first season is based off that for a reason. And I can definitely say that all of us have reclaimed a part of ourselves that we didn't even know that we didn't even know we fucking wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, that and that reminds me, we did we did an episode um, with uh, Lacey. I forget what number of episode it was, but it was a pussy gazing episode where you mm-hmm. literally Lacey Hayes, Lacey Hayes, and it, the three of us did it with her mm-hmm. over Skype. And there's a part of the exercise where you hold a mirror down there and you like, what do you want to say to your pussy? And it was like all of us were, I'm sorry for making her do things that she didn't want to do mm-hmm. or for, for ignoring for her, ignoring her mm-hmm. for judging her like it there's so and one of the crazy things like earlier you asked like what was our relationship how easy was it to talk about sex and for me I thought it was super easy because I was kind of an overtly sexual person I would joke about it I was kind of crude I would grab people like she I was, was like, super grabby I was like <laughs> I was the friend that would always slap her girlfriend's asses. And through and through this journey, I didn't realize like right underneath of that layer how much shame and judgment there was for me. You know, we've had doctors on the show. We've had sex workers on the show. And I was like, I'm cool with all that. But I didn't realize like right underneath of that layer of that girl who's slapping everyone's ass was this girl who was like really hurting and really was judging herself still. And what's interesting is through my experience of clit talk, like I feel like I've calmed down because the more in touch I got with my true sexuality and my true pleasure, I didn't need to, it was like a little kid acting out almost, you know? Mm. And so it's been, you know, and even realizing how judgmental I still was, I thought, oh, I'm, you know, I'm liberal, I'm open, but I had judgments about sex workers until I met them. I had, I had judgments about, you know, people in the porn industry until I met them and heard their stories. And I was like, oh, it's not all like, it's not, oh, this girl was abused and now she does porn. Like they're people totally happy to do that. And Mm. it's like their truth. And I didn't really believe that until I had, until I saw it firsthand, like through this experience of clit talk. And I think when we had Tanya Tate on, on our show, who's an adult uh, film star and she directs adult films, Mm -hmm. it was, we were so nervous at first because we were like, oh my gosh, what if we say something wrong? Or like, how are we going to, you know, and, and just trying to do research. We were like, ah, is this, is is this inappropriate? Looking up. (laughs) 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 Yes. And then it, it was just, such a beautiful conversation that we had and it was like so empowering and it was so cool to talk to a woman who was just so sure of herself and um and just really dominating her business but I do want to talk about porn and what you guys like what do you does this topic come up a lot for you considering that there's a lot of like porn specifically directed towards male pleasure well we've had We've had two different adult film stars. Come. We had Nina Hartley come on mm-hmm. and Riley Reyes come on. Um, and Nina Hartley is, she's older. She's like in her 60s now. She's like such a badass. <laughs> and she's- Is she still practicing in her 60s? Like, oh yeah. Porn? She okay. actually oh, yeah. <laughs> does has her own website and her own business now. And she does educational videos where she's actually, she's in her glasses, she's in her push-up bra, oh. and she is- walking you through step-by-step like what actually this is to do while she's 
doing, doing it. it. Yeah. Like, this is how you suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, she's fucking epic. And she's also a sex workers' rights activist. Yeah, an advocate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and we also had Kay Branton, who is an adult film director. Yeah, she was really great. And she worked in uh, mainstream before she went over to... Directing. Mm-hmm. Directing. She's not an actress. <laughs> she's not no, 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 she's no, just main... top five award-winning... Uh, directors in the industry in the world and she left the uh you know the industry that we know because she wasn't rising she the opportunity wasn't there and she found this niche and she's such a badass and, and her she, movies are really like from a female perspective yeah, mm-hmm. geared towards women and we're, we're we're seeing more of that now is like you know women embracing porn and having like female directed like geared towards women instead of just mm-hmm. you know bang 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 do you guys um, integrate porn into your sex lives? Like not just with, with your partners as well, or is it solely just used for your own pleasure? I would say no, not at all. And then I've never really. really been into watching porn with, with a partner. And I didn't realize why before pre-marriage, but I realized after marriage, I used to be so sexual and then I didn't really want to talk to people after I slept with them. Like I just didn't care. I just wanted to fuck them. And now it's, I've actually had to pull on my sensuality. It caused my sensual self to lead that conversation. And now I, it's all about the connection first and the connection after and like deep friendship and caring for somebody and that being an aspect of it. So porn was really part of my personal practice before. I'm very efficient. I am a very businessy woman, nonstop on and off conference calls. So I use masturbation as an in-between conference calls sort of thing. So I'll use- <laughs> Multiple times per day. Uh, use, Have you ever done it on a conference call? Be honest. Yeah, so on bitch. mute. <laughs> yeah, on mute when it was really boring. And, but it wasn't for something <laughs> Wait, I was Have being, you done it on a clip talk conference call? No. <laughs> but it was on a conference call that, you know, wasn't related to work. And there was 100 other people on it. So oh I ju- I'll find ways to justify it to the oh end of time. But I, I do not do she's that. Talking about. <laughs> I do this like in between conference calls. And porn is a really great tool. I like lesbian porn. I like double-sided dildo fucking. I like tribing. I like women squirting what is tribing it's scissoring okay okay yeah and (laughs) i didn't know that that many i didn't either (laughs) i enjoy the female sounds you know i enjoy (laughs) how fast it is and so i use it as a tool for my pleasure practice that fuels my day you know re-energizes me gives me like a dopamine release this is a health conversation, okay? Sounds like instead of like, you know, the afternoon coffee, you just do the afternoon oh, like yeah. masturbation. I only have coffee once in the day in the morning. I mean, I didn't sleep all night last, last night with my six-month-old and I masturbated before I came over here because I was so tired and I felt a lot better. Wow. More energized. It's a tool. Masturbation is a tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also the reality <laughs> is, is in a, society tells you that men need it to relax and blow off steam and, and just to clear their head. Why would it be different for women? Exactly. It's like it's not. <laughs> way it's more effective a- than a glass of wine, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, way back in the day, like the vibrator, the vibrator was invented as a result of what they were calling mass hysteria, <laughs> which let me tell you, let me break it fucking down. <laughs> women were horny. Women yeah. were horny <laughs> and they needed to come. And there's no education around, you know, the female pleasure. And so doctors literally, I love the way you share this. Why don't you pick up the story, right? Oh yeah. The doctors would like finger blast their <laughs> patients. 
so they like good. to like make them orgasm and then they would, you know, be cured for the day. But their and hands started getting cramped. The so they yeah. invented vibrators they so that like the Victorian doctor's vibrators. job would be more efficient. We Our season three, it was on uh, Sex at Dawn. And this was a big topic that we talked about. <laughs> what decade are we like talking Like Victorian about? times. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. Victorian. 1920s. Is, that is Victorian. No, it was like the 1800s. Is it? No, no, no. It was like the 1800s. We can definitely the fact check it. Yeah. But the point is, if you don't believe this conversation, Google it because it's all true. Like, it's, it's all totally true. true. Yeah. You can see pictures of the doctors with these like giant, like, dildo mechanical things that they're just like, I am a doctor. And it's like, this is ridiculous. Well, like, if you think about it, they created this because their hands got tired. And I don't know because how apparently many... all the women were hysterical. Well, I do have to say it takes a sore in muscle. And unless you're regularly masturbating or a man is regularly doing that motion, those muscles are going to get tight and crampy, right? And every woman is different. That's why well, t- us talking about knowing yourself and knowing your mm-hmm. own pleasure is so important. So you mm-hmm. can ask for exactly what you want. So Mel just fact-checked it. Okay. 1883. Told you. I told you it was the 1800s. But it went through the 1920s, right? Because it was like the top five appliance. It was on the top five appliance list of things that were sold. And one was a vacuum. And then there's the vibrator. Which you can also (laughs) use for masturbation, ironically. (laughs) And then they all just turned into back massagers, sharper image. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The magic wand really is a vibrator. They just have a picture of a couple massaging each other's necks on there to cover it up. That's no, my go-to. That's a vibrator. How often do you guys masturbate a day? It could be anywhere from like once a day to six times a day. Honestly, I'm like twice a week. Yeah, I'm a. I'm like maybe once a week. But I'm also having a lot of sex because I'm dating someone now. So it's like I don't need to masturbate as much. I just had a baby six months ago. So I, uh, when I was pregnant, I was masturbating every day, once a day. And that was like a lot for me. Katie so now I'm was like, like a horn dog while she was pregnant. She was a fucking MVP. <laughs> it was so great. I loved feeling like that. Yeah. She was like, Katie, you and I are kind of in the same position because I obviously have a six month old as well. After post baby, what's your experience now with um, that? My libido is back to pretty much status quo. If not, maybe a little bit lower. Yeah. I think I'm mine's so tired. just a little lower because I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. more than anything. Yeah. And obviously, depressed. I just need to start masturbating because you said that it gives you more energy. It yes. did. I actually hadn't done it yet for that. And then we were coming here today and I was like, oh, I should. I just like remembered that that worked. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an opening in my brain from the sleep deprivation. I was like, oh, yeah. And I used to make it a whole big thing with music and towels and all this stuff. And I just like. sit on the toilet and like get it done you sit on the toilet (laughs) yeah because i squirt (laughs) yeah because i squirt i love it i'm gonna take a sip of my coffee really quickly (laughs) and it's my like beet red right now (laughs) we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back in just a minute Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend. Plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. we're back um well we're just diving right in uh, so katie <laughs> i don't want to make you uncomfortable this Good conversation <laughs> i'm awake now could you also um i love the story of your conception your oh, child's yes. conception if you wouldn't mind sharing it with us because i also what i find so interesting is that uh 
is that this was something you and your partner decided to do together, not knowing that it would result in a baby. Yeah. So we were doing an episode for Clit Talk where we all were going to a sex party for Halloween. Our entire cast. And my husband. And so I was very afraid to what go to the sex party. What were you dressed up as? I'm sorry. I this was, is an important piece of information. <laughs> I was Wonder Woman. Read the visual. <laughs> okay, okay. I was Wonder Woman and my husband was Clark Kent. Oh, nice. Well, yep. There it is. So there it is. And we got to this party and it's just like a regular party when we walk in. We're having drinks. We're talking to people and then we're like, oh, wait, I don't want to, for me, I didn't want to get too close to anyone because like they're going to think we want to fuck them. So, and I don't want to. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it is, by the way. Just for my party. knowledge and like maybe some of our listeners who don't know, when you go to a sex party, like... Is it? It's just like a normal party, except there's people having sex in different rooms. So it starts off as just a normal party, and what kicked off this particular party was this nurse and doctor. They it was Halloween, so they were dressed up that way. She started giving him a blowjob in the middle of the room, and it just started. Normally, what I was told was all the sex was upstairs, and um, so I was staying downstairs. <laughs> and he was avoiding the sex. And then, well, I was super nervous to be there. I was there literally for research for the show, and um, so she says I was. I never normally would have gone, but I. Um, then there was all this sex happening all of a sudden, and there's these guys. I don't know. I was super intimidated by the entire thing that I started crying, and I needed to leave, and I just needed to. And my husband was like, "Okay, well, let's go." And um, I'm through tears. Through her tears, <laughs> she said. Well, shouldn't we have sex before we leave? <laughs> so we go to the roof. There's a couple couples um, having sex on their own. And we find this really comfy lounge chair. It's this house in the Hollywood Hills. And it's a super misty night. And we just like did it. And this couple, I saw this couple like circle around. They were, you know, three yards away, circle around to the hot tub and watch us from a distance. And it was super hot. <laughs> and I got pregnant there. <laughs> yes. You're a very fertile woman. She's super fertile. You can just look at her. She's I like, know. Pregnant. Yeah. I think, I think there's what was really cool about that episode is I think there's a lot of misconceptions about play parties or sex parties. Like the the, the what Katie was afraid of. It's at least if you're going to one that's run properly, there's a huge consent culture. No, every you ask permission to touch anyone, to join any situation. In my experience, I felt really safe that we went to like really well-run parties. And if anybody's like not like behaving themselves, they're kicked out of the party. So, and but it's better than any bar where guys yeah. can just get away with you just, anything. You just say, no, thank you. And the guy's like, okay, no problem. And, and it's really no problem. It's really no problem because there's five other girls that will probably fuck him. So, <laughs> or her. <laughs> but, but the thing is, <clears throat> I forgot what I was going to say. Consent culture. <laughs> oh yeah. Consent culture. And, um, I find it was th in the parties that I went to, it was a lot of voyeurism. So I found that a lot of couples would go together and really just be with each other. There wasn't as much swapping at the party that we went to. I'm sure there was some, but it was mostly like couples that just wanted to watch or be watched. Now, I know there's like different types of parties, but I think everyone just assumes it's like this orgy and everyone's just fucking everyone and there's bodily fluids and it's really not Sounds like very that. sticky. Yeah, it's not. Do you bring your own Lysol? Like, do you bring your own Lysol wipes out of no. Nina Hartley uh, recommends bringing her own gloves. Yeah. And she was a nurse first, and so am I. So, oh, oh yeah. I will say, as a host of 
play parties. I don't call them sex parties. I, all the bathrooms have all the amenities. So you've got, you know, mouthwash and gum and sanitation wipes and candles in there and dental floss, condoms, Mm -hmm. lubes, like all the things you could think of. And we have a ceremony in the beginning that's like 20, 30 minutes. And we'll do like tantra breath work and we'll talk about all the rules, consent, what that looks like. At the parties you host. Yes. At the parties I host. I went to some high-end sex parties that were run. Uh, what what Lindsay was just sharing, we actually have gone to a couple together. We were like, I've thrown, I've thrown sex parties. Too. Yeah, <laughs> and we've gone to like we we scoped it out in the first couple, and we're like, okay, we could learn from some things. So when I started hosting parties, I realized you know a gathering with everyone mm-hmm. in the beginning is really important because what makes these parties be a safe space for exploration and fantasies fulfilled is having that conversation and kind of putting the pink elephant in the middle of the room being like, yep, we are all here. Make eye contact with everybody. I have people hold hands and eye gaze with the person to the right of them, person to the left of them. And we have the conversations about safe sex and consent and all oh, yeah. the things. Everybody uses condoms. I have designated hosts that are there for you to talk to if anything comes up. And inside of that container, people experience really potent transformational experiences because it's so confronting to be in that situation for couples and single people, you know, to see things that are new or to realize things you want that maybe you're still ashamed of and being able to work through that in a community that understands that, that maybe has processed that before. So mine are really like, fuck going to a seminar. You want to have a breakthrough in your life? Come to one of my parties. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I just like anyone who's like, maybe fa- like thought about maybe going to one. It's they're not as scary as you think. And no, I, it's fine. You can yeah. go. And I always and say you like, can leave if you want to. The weirdest thing about a sex party is when you get there is like how weird it's not. Yeah, it's oh, very true. Well said. Yeah. Sugar, why did you decide to name it a play party instead of a sex party? I was introduced to that term. So I I shifted communities. We were going to more play parties that I would say are more designed for a swinger lifestyle. And if you're interested to know the spectrum of non-monogamy, I really recommend the first 36 pages of this book called Opening Up. You really only need to read the first 36 pages. It takes you through every decade starting in, you know, the 1900s to now of where each of these sects not sex, but S-E-C-T-S, how they started and how they evolved. And the swinger community is its own community. I am not a swinger. That means you strictly play with couples and you can soft swap, which is everything but penetration, or you can hard swap, et cetera, et cetera. And there are parties really designed for these people. And that sex parties is the terminology we all know, right? That Hollywood term. When I went, was invited to a Kendra party, which is a new poly app, and they throw parties at Purple 33. App? Like an app an on the app. phone? Yes. So mm-hmm. it's a date and wow. they and there's poly events for you to meet people. I had no idea. A friend of mine who I knew was poly and in like the burner community who I kind of resist, but like my husband was out of town. He's like, go, go have fun. Like you'll meet new people. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I get to the party and they're like, oh, are you here to, you know, flirt or to... Uh, or just to be and make friends because there was a different colored pin that gave off a different light. It was a green light and a red light. I was like, wait, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And then I discovered I was actually at a poly party. Okay. My friend arrived an hour late. So I'm there. Yep. Totally exploring. (laughs) 
Um, tough time to be running late. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was not the party to be running late to. But anyways, everyone arrives. It's great. And he starts introducing me to all these people, all his poly friends who like are all friends with each other. And, you know, there's like someone's boyfriend's out of town, but or someone's girlfriend's out of town, but the boyfriend's there with one of the best friends of the girlfriend because that's the culture. And, you know, being able to be with your part, your partner's friends when you're gone for that, you know, not to, to, to fill the comfort that you're not getting, but to like have enjoy time with your friends where you share that, you know, like-mindedness, that energy where the partners feel safe with that person. They don't feel threatened in their relationship. So I'm losing my mind. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is not real life. This is weird. And they invite (laughs) me to go back to one of the, one of the gentlemen's house, like, come after, come hang out at my house. And everyone's there. And I, couldn't believe like the love and connection and the cuddling and the like nudity that was going on. No sex happening, just like love and making out and all these people. And I couldn't participate because like my, I'm like my husband's in Australia. I'm like, I had no idea what I got myself into. And I started crying. And this woman, one of the most powerful women to date, her name is Jenny B. She started the camp, Burning Man camp called Loveland um, in partnership with a really powerful BDSM coach healer who travels all over the world to work with people. And lucky me, I'm there with this wise 40 year old woman. And I look at her and I'm start bursting into tears. And I was like, I cannot believe this is real life. Like I've never, I, I'm not from this world. I am from a totally different world of the sex parties. And she sat with me in a room for three hours, just letting me cry in front of her and work through this and telling me that this is real life and this can happen. And I can share this experience from a place of joy with my husband and bring this into our relationship. And lo and behold, the gentleman who's the owner of the house that had us over for this little after gathering said, by the way, me, we are hosting a play party the next weekend. You guys should come right around Valentine's Day. So it was the perfect opportunity where my husband and I were invited just that following weekend so he could immediately meet everyone I had just met, which is so important in this lifestyle to meet people together, really be responsible for like introducing your partner and being like, you know, creating the connections together. And so they coined the term for this party, a play party. And that's where I realized this is a different culture. This is very distinct from sex party and it's more communal. There are single men, single women, couples, people dating. And something that Lindsay and I uh, can attest to is the parties we went to, there's no single men. Um, yeah. No, they're, like, they're not allowed. No, like the traditional kind of like sex parties, they don't let single men. Like you can be single, but you have to bring a female date with you, which mm-hmm. is good. I kind of like that rule because there's more women there, which made me feel more safe. Yes. And so in this environment is very like an open community. You'll hear open relationships, right? And that is the sense of having a philosophy of that's got consent culture, that's got, hey, I'm here to help you grow. You're here to help me grow. And we're just catalysts for each other to mirror back the areas of ourselves where, you know, where we need to grow. So it really comes up a lot where you become friends with people that you would have never thought to be friends with because there's this environment of we're here to grow together. It sounds like it starts with a very emotional experience as opposed to what you would just assume of the situation that was all physical. You just only picture like penetration or that it's just, it's like just 
sex, but it's it sounds like it's not. You it, don't even have to fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Sometimes it's not even about sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the time, yeah. it's not about sex. Yeah. Right? I feel like that's what the older that you get, that's I feel like what I'm constantly learning yeah. is. So like, you guys oh. ready? We're having on Saturday. You guys ready to come? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can get a babysitter. She's <laughs> 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 <Jeez>, kidding. <laughs> They're already committed to come to the knitting class at my house. That yeah. Weekend. No, I am Little coming to the knitting that class. Actually, is not I, a no, knit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That, that was my biggest fear. You guys, we, when we were on their podcast, they're like, come to the knitting class. And in my head, I'm like, it's not a knitting class. It's, knitting class. it's a knitting yeah, class. Exactly. Well, we talked a lot about the emotional experiences that this podcast and, and you guys kind of growing through this whole journey of creating and, and just experiencing clit talk. But is there anything that like fun and kinky that's come out of it where you're like, I never knew this was a fetish of mine. Like, oh, this is new. Uh, yeah, yeah, sugar. Of course. <laughs> No, Katie first. For me, my favorite thing is squirting. That's like the super kinky thing that... Do you only squirt when you masturbate with yourself? or is Yeah. It so- yeah. Well, I, my husband likes to watch me when I do it. And then we go have sex. For any listener that doesn't know what this is... Do you mind it? Just in, in case there oh, is one, yeah. someone listening who's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it. when essentially it's when a woman orgasms and and she ejaculates. Yeah, and it's female ejaculation. It's a female it's ejaculation. Not it's not pee. A lot of people think they're yeah. peeing. It's not peeing. No, there's exactly. so much. In case there's mm-hmm. a young listener that's just like, oh, that's what that is. Well, it happened to me the is. first time in high school, and I thought I pissed all over the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy was like, "What the fuck's happening? Like, I don't know." <laughs> like, I'm like, my water broke. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's not pee. It comes out of it does come out of the urethra, but it is not pee. It shouldn't smell at all. It's like it has no scent. It's clear. It's clear. It's like water, and uh, it's it's a type of orgasm. So if you orgasm, you don't have to like ejaculate like this. Like Katie said, I'll like to squirt and then actually have an or a, you know the standard orgasm after. Yeah, yeah. they're very different experiences. It's a physically. different type of orgasm. Do you all so then? This is something you're all able to do. Is every woman able to do this? Yeah. Or is this... I think so. Is this something that you've all experienced from a young age? Or is it something you've discovered in adulthood? I, I learned how to do it from meeting Nina Hartley. Really? Yeah. And using the magic wand and my Foria Wellness CBD. The best lubricant ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just happened once I finally like relaxed. Sugar, you actually taught someone how to yeah. do it. So what I never was able to squirt. I wanted to my entire life. I squirted before sugar, just for the record. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, squirted, <laughs> I squirted before both of you guys. I was, I was squirting well, in middle school. You were, yeah. yeah I you couldn't. Know. I couldn't beat you then. <laughs> I know exactly. So this is a shocker to me and a lot of folks. And I've been orgasming forever, but I I couldn't figure out the squirting. And what I realized, it's more of an energetic thing. It's you know you have up like energetic barriers you don't realize. And it's once you can fully, fully relax in your body, only then can you then maybe bring in the things that will help you squirt. Like I started squirting while in this podcast, this, you want to squirt, listen to clit talk, but this is seriously the platform. <laughs> That's your tagline. Yeah. <laughs> you want to squirt, listen and, to clit talk. Yeah. Oh I mean, God. well, be having all these experts and, and, and just really powerful guests who were able to help us open up energetically, but also give us like the tactical, practical, like, okay, tell us how to do this. That combined, it it sparked this curiosity to me. And I was like, I'm on a mission. Like I want to learn how to do this. And the first couple we were with uh, inside of this new community of, of play community I just shared about 
this couple were super fun. We became, they became our friends and they started, she squirted like, like a squirt queen. And they were really a catalyst to help me like open up and let go some of these barriers. And, you know, I knew with clit talk, I already put that desire out there. Right. And sexual energy is manifestation energy. So already I put the intention out there and I'm fucking like a banshee and I'm putting it out there. And so I knew it was only time. And I have to say the first time I used Foria wellness, which we now have a relationship with them. We sell them that we like product an affiliate on our pleasure store with them. because it's such an amazing tool with masturbation practice or sex practice. If you don't really enjoy sex or you just want to take it to the next level. And I don't squirt when I masturbate. This was, I used it in masturbation. It was the first time I ever squirted. I do have to say, I don't squirt when I masturbate though. But now every time my husband and I have sex, I squirt every time. I did teach someone how to squirt because I had been squirting probably for what, like the last almost year and clit talk. And I was sharing about, oh my God, I'm a squirt queen now. And yay, finally mission accomplished. You know, it felt so good to like get that. And to know that that's a reflection of how comfortable I am in my body and how guards came down and I am more vulnerable you know, and that's a huge so thing. So tell us about how you got the girl to squirt. Oh God. I was like, in an orgy. It, like, like in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. So friend orgies are the best. Okay. Uh, <laughs> n- you, you guys don't know any of these people. And this younger woman who's 21. So she's closer in age to me, but also younger than me, which is crazy because I never really interact no with no one's people. younger than yeah. sugar. I, I don't, See, well, no one like in a, our community like that we bar. hang out with is. It's super rare to find like, it's rare. So when I meet someone around my age, it's awesome. And I'm able to interact and be like, oh my God, like, let's talk about this as, you know, people under 30, uh, under 25. And she was telling me she never squirted. And so we're in an orgy and my husband is he can make like anyone squirt. Like he like, has learned. Give us the technical. Yeah. How like, do you do break this it technically? Down. So I, well, first of all, like me being in clit talk, this man has like learned so much. It's awesome. Like we've been on this journey together and his is the cock talk journey, which we have what several did episodes. You, did you okay. put your finger in her? So he, wow, I'm really avoiding this because I, I feel know. like- I know, you're I playing. Know we're about to see like how much of a She's slut gonna, I am. No. So, okay. So basically <laughs> here's the technique, okay? Um, and this is how I got my friend to squirt. So I, I said, okay, Austin, you you be with Kate. Kate, lie on your back. I'm going to be Austin right here. your husband? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and it's not Katie. It was not me. No, 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 not you. Not <laughs> you. clarification. So I said, okay, you lay on your back. Austin is going to be on top of you, okay? Put your legs above his shoulders. And I'm laying right next to her because I need to explain to her like the breathing technique and the pushing technique. I was like her midwife. I was her squirt wife. And oh my God. <laughs> hashtag squirt wife. So squirt life, squirt life. And so his, her leg on her back, legs over his shoulders, and he would ease his way in and to allow, I said, allow him to basically pound you. And the man needs to be in the right position to know, you know, the way to properly pound a woman on top and to go like hard, but slow and then build up. Boom, 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 boom. It's all about the angle. Now the woman simultaneously, I'm telling her, breathe, like deep breath in and deep breath out all the way to your yoni as a way to like literally relax from the chest, from the heart to the, to the pussy. And then I said, now push out like you're going to shit, like, like poop. Okay. That's the same muscle, right? You're, you just feel everyone with me. And you're saying push this out while they're having sex. Yes. I okay, said, push out. Making sure yep. Walking her through it. <laughs> push out like you're pooping all of you do it right now. 
And if you feel that when you push out, I hope everyone's doing this to me. No. You will feel no it. One's in, doing it you will you. feel it in your yoni. That same. I'm doing it right now. You will feel that pressure again inside where your where your um kind of where your G spot is. They touch up against each other, and so while he's pounding, while your partner's pounding, and you're pushing, the the partner can actually feel with with inside of the pussy this bubble and it's like a balloon and he needs to follow that balloon and recognize at a certain point that balloon feels so hard it's like in a burst that you you know he should take he should take his dick out or a woman who's wearing a dildo should take her dildo out and then very gently over the over the clit where the where the inner labia are <laughs> rub side by side oh okay really gently with with the cock while this person is still pushing out and it will be like the Bellagio water fountain. Okay. And you can keep doing this. You can go back inside and get, you know, have the same thing over and over again until there's nothing left. And it, to me, it is such an incredible physical release. That's the point of doing it. Is it just like you removing everything that's in you, any tension energy in you. So if you have any other questions, like you can DM us and I'm happy to have like a private conversation about this. Cause I'm really enjoying like teaching people how to squirt. She was liberated. She's like, Ow! And then she's giving me feedback. She's like, I squirt all the time now. And I'm telling my partner what to do. Cause that's the other thing. If the yeah. guy doesn't know, it's not the guy's job to make you orgasm. It's your job. Okay. <laughs> we talk about that a lot. Yeah. So I've never squirted with penetration. I use my magic wand, but it is the same kind of pushing and release and relaxation. And See, I don't have coming. to push. For me, it's all about the angle. Like uh. it's usually when someone's fingering me, like, like, if they if you imagine they their hand like their palm is facing up to like if you're on your back their palm is facing up and they like kind of go up uh-huh. and in like and like really like rub your G spot hard. Are talking like a forty five degree angle? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, like 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 this. Okay. Nobody can see me. <laughs> We're on a podcast, way. but I'm showing you guys. Yeah, so kind of like forty degree angle, and then you then they just rub your G spot, and then I usually just that's how I spray usually. Yeah, it's not so much pushing; it's the sensation, uh, like the opening of. What like, would be if you were pushing? I don't have to push at all. It's weird. But what's great is that what <laughs> you guys talk about and what you guys are also encouraging other women to do is just be open. Mm-hmm. And exactly. You you are in charge of your body. You're in charge of your own consent. Like you are in charge of saying no when you don't want something. Yes, if you do want something. And also in charge of exploring your own orgasm, you know, one masturbation session at a time. And that is why we wanted to have this conversation with you guys today, because we have, um, for all of our listeners who've listened, you know that we get very uncomfortable talking about sex. We try to play it cool. You guys look like you're about to both crawl out of your skin yeah. right now. <laughs> We're just like sinking into the couch. Your faces have been pr- like literally Sugar will say something and they're both like, holy shit, is the expression on their face. My decision this morning was like, maybe if I don't put blush on, I'll just look normal. While we're having this yeah. But, but was this okay? This was better than <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole reason why we're doing this podcast is to take shame out of these conversations mm-hmm. because they're not shameful. And look, we're not saying we're not telling everyone go to a sex party, everyone be non-monogamous. But if somebody is wanting to experience or explore those things, they shouldn't be afraid or feel like there's something wrong with them. It's all about being able to know what you want, set your boundaries, and be free to push them a little bit. You can always, you know, come back over the line. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Like me. And when you know what you <laughs> yeah. want, there's so much freedom in communicating. 
You know, the communication block comes from not knowing what you want. And everything's about being able to express your wants and needs so that other people, like people love us. It's just, they can't figure out what we want. Yeah, There's going to be conflict there. And so we can really do each other a service by just sharing, hey, I figured out what I want. And this is what I really need right now. And that has to be a fluid conversation that can evolve every day. Having this conversation feels so liberating, you guys. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Um, Where can our listeners find you if they want to explore more? So the the podcast is called Clit Talk, as we've said a hundred times. There's a bunch of stars in our name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they start out our name because apparently clit's a bad word on iTunes. Uh, But yeah, we're on all of the, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. You can find us. You can follow us on Instagram at Clit Talk Show because our first Instagram got shut down. (laughs) It's at Clit Talk Show and our website is clittalkshow.com. And you can find me at sugar.sloan. It's spelled S-L-O-A-N-E on Instagram. Um, I'm at Lindsay Harper. <laughs> I'm at I'm Katie Roberts. And um, we have a pleasure store on our website oh, yeah. where you can find all the products that we've talked about. And um, it's a really great resource just to it's all in one place. And we actually have um, the, so the 12 days of masturbation that we're talking about, we've actually like reframed it and it's a free giveaway. So if you sign up for our newsletter, you get it's like a week's worth of like all these great videos for you to like really embark on your own personal journey. Some of them are about masturbation. Some are not different techniques, different things you can try. And we really, it's an easy, it's softball starts, yeah. you know, yeah. we really yeah. ease you in. If you've we never done it. it before, like me, mm-hmm. we really start you from the beginning and yeah. work your way up. So it's yeah. a great, if you've been, if you have a self-pleasure practice or if you don't to remind yeah. yourself yep. like where, you know, you can start. And we let, we, let, we had some of all of our favorite experts from the show come on and like do little videos. So you get a, a little sampling of yeah. a lot of different people. And we really recommend doing it with your friends because again, sex education in this country is, it's so not what it not could be. Not masturbating with your friends. Like <laughs> oh, just, I mean, you can, well, I mean, but that's the scenario. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that we you encourage your friends to do it <laughs> oh, as well. Oh God. <laughs> well, thank you. you guys so much. And, um, I would love to say we'll see you at a party. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. <laughs> we also maybe have, we'll go to brunch sometime. We have regular we'll go to brunch. Too. And then also for your listeners, we did an episode with you guys that's going to be coming out um, the week before Valentine's Day. So Yeah, the, was, on Tuesday. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. I feel liberated after our conversation with them. How do you feel? Usually when we do a podcast, Kayla and I do a lot of research. We kind of block out the questions that we have. We kind of arc the uh, topics that we want to cover within like a singular episode. Today, I didn't come in with anything because I knew that there was nothing to prepare me for where this conversation was going to go. And uh, I think that was okay because it definitely <laughs> had tons of turns. Um, I I definitely feel like I need to stop and take time for myself more. I'll say it that way. I think I I need to be more comfortable with acknowledging that having um, a healthy awareness of my own sexual health is just a positive thing for me and and my marriage and just like my everyday joy, honestly. There was definitely a moment where Katie said, well, my husband's happy. And then my thought was, oh, gosh, I wonder I wonder what 
my reality is in that? And how do I make sure that our life is continually growing in this area? Because I'm not sure it is right now. And so it's making me think and rethink and kind of go back to the drawing board and figure out like how we can grow together in this way. I think thing the reality is two things change when you have a baby. Mm-hmm. Like life changes when you have a family. You don't prioritize yourself, let alone your own sex life mm-hmm. anymore. Um or your sex life with yourself. And so the fact that these women have kind of taken on this um, journey of making that a priority in their life. And once they did that, how many like positive outcomes have come from it, whether it was a revelation in a relationship that something was missing or that, you know, deciding that like, no, actually I do want kids or no, I don't want kids or bringing a relationship closer together, which it sounds like for Sugar and Katie, they both had like super transformative, um, experiences within their own marriages that have really just brought them independently closer to their partners. And I think that that's what everybody is hoping to do. You know, you can read a lot of things about emotionally connecting with your partner. You can go to couples therapy, Mm -hmm. which we both have talked really openly about that we're advocates for 100%. Um, But I don't understand why it's still so taboo to think that like sexuality and sex itself plays such a big part in that. Well, it's all interconnected, you realize too. So like if you're emotionally frustrated, maybe getting in tune with your sexuality will help that. And in turn, it'll, it's just all kind of this cycle that if one part of the circle isn't functioning like everything else, it's maybe not the way that it should be. So yeah, I'm, I was a little nervous today to come and talk about this, but I feel invigorated and excited to see where it it takes me in life. Well, it's all about joy. Mm -hmm. It is. I mean, pleasure, positive, is really just like experiencing joy. You know, the reason why it's or something is orgasmic is it's it's incredible. It's you can't it's unexplainable. Mm. You, there's no words to put to it because it's just so wonderful. Um, and, I, you know, the fact that there's still a lot of shame connected with like the female orgasm and, and um, you know, discussing female masturbation or or like just female pleasure in general. Um, I think it's important that these conversations are had and that they're had comfortably, that they're had publicly in this mm-hmm. in this kind of way. I mean, we're not standing on the side of the street yelling these things like that kind of public way. But yeah, we've decided to all come together today. Um, C-O-M-E come together today <laughs> and uh, sit around these microphones and kind of share in this vulnerability about something that is really important and should be important to every woman. It doesn't matter if you are in a fully monogamous relationship or in a polyamorous relationship. Or somewhere in the middle, experimenting. Somewhere in the middle or just need a better relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed exploring this with us. And if you have any other questions or um, comments about this episode, please reach out. You can also reach out to the Clit Talk team if you have any explicit questions because I don't know if Candace and I can answer those. We could try. We could try. Candace is shaking her head no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We love you guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you back next week for another great episode of Directionally Challenged. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 